thing, and that is that he's never ever gonna be like his dad. I grew up in Detroit, Michigan, born in 1970. I used to daydream that there was some other family out there missing me, right? I used to daydream about being an adult. Or I'd daydream about being a ship captain. I had all kinds of little worlds I would go to. My uncle Leonard, Nick, his nickname is Nimp. He was a DJ. Uh, he'd take me to his drum lessons, and they were really, really boring. Really boring, but I was completely content with just sitting there for the two hours and watching him, just knowing he was close. I was able to forget about everything and dreaded, dreaded going home. One night when I heard my mom screaming at my dad to, to stop hitting her, I ran and jumped on my dad's back and uh, he pled for him to stop. You know, he took me and threw me across the hallway. I hit a door, and uh, from that moment on, I, I was afraid of him. I was six when that incident happened, so I was a year older than my son right now. He had guns all over the house. They were in the house all over the place, loaded. Ever since I can remember, I used to play with his loaded guns as a child. My dad was extremely racist, hated white folks at the time. And uh, I mean, I, I grew up hearing a white man is a blue-eyed devil, he has a tail, and... By then, my mom was, all she wanted was to be loved, and I guess she felt that she wasn't worth anything else, you know? That there was nothing better for her. So uh, she started acting differently toward me, more like my dad. The racist things started coming out of her mouth kind of turned my world upside down. You know, it's not the woman that I knew. She kind of turned a blind eye. Fifteen years old, my dad and I got into an argument and he threatened to kill me. He'd never said anything like that before. I've heard everything else, but he'd never said, you know, and it really scared the hell out of me. And I told my mom, hey, I don't know about you, you should take the kids and get the hell out of here, but I'm gone, you know? And I stayed gone, I swore I'd never go back. I eventually went back though. Not because I wanted our family to be together, but because by this time, I had grown so protective of my mom. I had grown very protective of my siblings. I moved back home. So we were living in this house together and hardly said a word to one another. My mom walked around pretending like everything was fine. You know, everything was fine to her. I'm coming up on my 17th birthday. By this time, I'm 16. It's 1986. And I'd begun to see this young lady who lived in the neighborhood. And kind of a nutcase for a 15, 16-year-old, you know? So one day, my mom told me, hey, you, you have to have this girl, you know, let her know, don't call her anymore. She's calling all hours of the night all hours of the day, please, you know? So I agreed. So on this particular Saturday, this young lady called early in the morning, seven, it was daylight. You know? 
and my mom woke me up. I say, I told you to tell this girl not to call here. Now, actually, I had told her, but she called anyway. And my dad happened to call to speak with my mom. My brother answered the phone, and my dad overheard us arguing. He asked to speak with me. Stop arguing with your mom. I'm like, Dad, look, we're not, it's not that, shut up. Stop arguing with your mom, or I'm gonna put my foot in your I said, Dad, look, there will be no more putting your foot in anybody's And he said, you better not be home when I get home. And so I knew something was gonna happen. I unloaded, I went downstairs into the basement and I unloaded two guns. I unloaded a 38 revolver and I unloaded his 22 Ruger. Took the magazine out, popped the one out of the chamber and threw everything away, threw all the ammo away. I left home. I got back home, my dad's car was in the driveway. I walk into the house and all of my...